rise and cite the pledge allegiance to the flag. <clears throat> I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you very much. And now we go to our next item of business, which is the roll call and determination of a quorum. And we will start on the left with, oh no, Irene, you call, you, you call the roll. <laughs> I got ahead of my time. I was saying we were back in that old, the other room. <laughs> okay, Glenn Partlow. Present. Ed, Edward Byer. Here. Jeffrey Seib. Here. Robert Knapp. Here. Robin Mackler. Chairman Seib, we have a quorum. We have a full group and a quorum, very good. Okay, okay, for our next item, we have approval of meeting minutes. And these are the minutes of our last meeting, May 27th. If everyone has looked over them, I think they were pretty uh, in order uh, and from a general standpoint of what was uh, accomplished and at the, the last meeting. Does anyone have any uh, Questions, comments, or concerns over uh, the minutes? Make a motion that be approved as published. Okay, but we have a motion I from it. Bob and a second from uh, no Ed. Uh, and uh, so, uh, uh, does anyone have any anything else to say other than that? We we'll take a vote. All those in favor of approving the minutes? Aye. Say aye. Aye. Anyone opposed? Motion carries to accept the minutes of our last meeting. So let's go on to the next items, which are update uh, staff business meeting items, update on agenda items from 527 meeting. These are items that we were inquiring about. We could go forward with uh, at this time. And so Jordan, will Absolutely. you give us some information? Sure, I'll just go down the line. Um, so Monarch City USA, um, Miss Minnie did reach out to the schools, to um, the school district and her contacts there. Um, that individual has reached out to teachers, but it being summer vacation, we haven't heard back from them yet, so that might be um, on hold until we hear back from them, until school is back in session in August. But she has reached out to them, they have reached out to the teachers, so it is on the radar. Um, just hearing back from them might have to wait until school is back in session. Yes, great. Yeah, so that progress was made. Feelers were, were put out. Um, because she has the contacts right. with, uh, and, 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 and they, yes. they know what exactly what we would like to have. Absolutely. Great. Um, next one, Art and Town Center. Mr. Messersmith um, was able to attend the parks team meeting, uh, I think last week or the week before. Um, he got conditional approval to continue building the sculpture, and he is working with an engineer um, to make sure that the engineering of the sculpture is sound and will be with able with be able to withstand the um, the skater. The skater. Yes, sir. Yes. Um, so the engineer, once the sculpture is finished, the engineer will check it, make sure it can withstand the uh, winds that's uh, required, and then the parks team will fully approve it. Um, they are still hoping for, I believe, an August installation. Now, what's conditional approval? Waiting on the engineer. Waiting. Okay. Yes. Um, Mr. Messersmith still needs to finalize the sculpture, and then the engineer will certify it. So once the once that has been certified, Parks Team will give it full approval to install. Super. Okay. So it's looking at an August date on the sculpture. Yes. The skater. Yes. All right. 
great. Okay. Um, next one, I know this one wasn't on the agenda, but I uh, remember that we did we did speak about it, the um, dredging project in the E section. I yes. believe Ms. Schaefer sent you guys an update um, on why there was a delay in the tree removal process. Did everyone receive that email from Ms. Schaefer? Do you recall it? Okay. <laughs> uh, there was a slight delay in the tree removal. I remember you saying that the trees were cut down and just left there. Um, there was an issue with the contractor. They had to change contractors, so that's why they were left there a little bit longer than was planned. Um, but it should be moving forward now. Have you noticed anything? I haven't gone over there. Okay. Um, so the project should be moving forward as scheduled now that they've had that change in contractors, so it should be moving forward. Um, and then I will provide everyone with um, contact information for Carmelo Morales. He's our stormwater engineer. And he said, if you have any questions about any stormwater projects, you can contact him directly. And I will give you that, uh, his email after the meeting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we, we had discussed about uh, the tree removal was one item. The, the, the uh, plan for the, uh, the, this work on the canal. That'll be from Carmelo. He's okay. the one who's designing it. So he'll be able to answer any specific questions about the, about the project. But what, what you're saying is that the tree removal is going to begin right now, begin very soon. I believe it already began. It has begun. Yes. So they... Yeah, the delay in removing the trees, the, um, they were cut down and left, right. left there. Yes. So the removal of the debris was stalled because of the change in contractors. So that's been resumed now. We have a written schedule of... He might. You might. I don't. I don't know offhand. They they usually have project schedules. Um, I don't have it though at this point. That wouldn't be online. Uh, it might be part. There is a capital improvement project um, map um, on the city website, and I can send you all that link um, after the meeting, and it That'd should be, be on there. It is it as it is a capital improvement project. So any kind any kind of um, the scheduling, I believe the budgeting, and any kind of information or plans on any capital improvement project should be on that um, yeah, page. Um, now you say a capital improvement projects map. That is that a map of the entire city? Yes, sir. And what's the time frame of the items on there? Capital improvements, all ones for this year that will be beginning. In I believe this it's year? all it's all ones that are currently active. All active. Yes. Okay. Are we going to get a copy of the map? I'll, I'll send you a link. It is an interactive map. It is online. So I will send you a link to it. Oh, that's nice. That'd be nice. It's interactive. So we can, like, go over and click on a new yes. project and it'll give a yep. little uh, idea. Okay, good. Yep. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And I believe, Irene, does that sound like what about everything? Wait a minute. What about um, that new law? We got anything on that? I believe you were sent the the information from the the two. You mean you're talking about the resiliency yes. law that was passed by the state? Yes. Well, that, that has nothing to do with okay. or it may have it may have something to do with it. That it was we had discussed that. Uh, if the city involved. Yeah, I, I think what, what that was well that was for the canals actually it was uh, but uh, more as a. Uh, uh, resiliency from climate change and sea level rise, I think, is what yeah. that that law was uh, put into place right? for. Okay. Rather than, uh, I don't know, this
this project just to clear it out, right? I mean, that's uh, yeah. what the clear out the canal. It was overgrown, and we want to be more efficient at drainage. Right. I read the uh, the two laws, attachment of the laws. Yeah. Yeah. It was tedious. Yes. State Look laws. through it, and it was about grants and such. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, well, that's what it is. It's it. What else can I say? It's run by the DEP, the State Department of Environmental Protection. It's uh -huh. going to be run by, and a community like ours, a city, would apply for a. Uh, well, I mean, should we do think about pushing it or anything? Or? Well, we we might want to do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Why don't we? Why don't we? Uh, I uh, don't know if we have the authority push anybody to do anything oh, as well, we don't we don't have the authority to push we might gently suggest yeah. I think is yeah. what our, like I, th I think it's more on the planning board that's where we would want to go that's right that's where we that's and where we I want to talk about that a little bit uh, uh, right tonight good in our next item okay so I see these are the these are the capital boys right on with it here Okay. So this is what the map looks like, um, and I specifically um, went and looked at the drainage improvements in the E section. So it uh, says it is on schedule. Oh um, boy, it has a full description here, um, updates, right. anything you can. Estimated end date is March 30th. March 30th is behind schedule. On schedule. It, the, I don't know how often this map is updated, but it does provide you any information. Okay. Um, and like I said, I'll provide you with Carmelo Morales' contact information. Well, probably it needs an update since, as you said, that the, mm -hmm. the uh, firm, uh, the uh, right. contractor was changed. So here's actually, um, yes, you yes, can yes. do right here and click Palm Coast Connect. Yes. And you can send um, Carmelo uh, an email and yeah. it'll contact him. Um, no, it's over there. Now, on this map, Where's uh, for a Colbert Lane pipe upgrade? Is that to the, there we go. Oh, you're talking about over here. Colbert Lane. What would that, what is that? Colbert Lane pipe upgrade replacement. That's, that's here. They're replacing some box culverts, I believe. They're upsizing some box culverts to allow more water flow. So it doesn't why I'm up. seeing these markers there when I come down there? Yes. They have been staked out or yes. something. Are they actually going to start up a, a project there? Yes. Putting in pipes in there? They, yeah. Like I said, they'll be upgrading the box culverts. So the box culverts are what goes underneath the road to allow water to flow underneath culverts. Um, so they'll be changing those out um, to allow for more water flow. Yeah, it, it's, oh, it's wow. just a, a pipe underneath the road that has a square box on each side. Is that correct, uh, yes. Jordan, where uh -huh. the, the water that's coming down the Yeah, the, it's, this project is still under design, yeah. um, so it, it hasn't begun yet, but that's what the stakes are for, so they can survey and, and get some more information while they're designing it. But like I said, I'll send you a link to this um, to this map, so you can That'll be good. Yeah. Um, toggle anything you like. Like I said, the utilities, transportation, stormwater, parks, and facilities, and has everything all over the city. <laughs> nice. So. Very nice. Total project sixty-seven. You know, I often okay. wonder because Colbert Lane's a, a county road, isn't it, is. it? And we are very limited on what we 
for like something like Beltaire, which we have mm -hmm. a lot of control in New York. Right. But they're doing that drainage on Colbert. They, how could they? How were they able to do that? Just because I'm sure they coordinated with the county. And they um, said okay. Then, huh? Yeah, I would. I would assume so. I'm not involved with that project yet, yeah. um, so I wouldn't be able to tell you. Because for right years, now for people sure. have been saying about lighting on Colbert Road. It's so dark, and, and it, the answer is, well, it's a county road. We can't do anything about it. Yeah. So I will send you a link to this as well as Carmela's contact information. So that'll be in um, an email after this. Yeah, that's great. Okay, very and I good. Believe, is Irene, can you think of any updates that I'm missing? Okay. okay. All right, so the other items was um, Mr. Saib had said. Yes. Well, I, so let's go on this. to the other so, items. And right. uh, as we had on the agenda, we can see that I have uh, actually three items altogether. Now, I prepared handouts because I didn't have the time to get them to you. So I have five copies of these. One for Jordan at the King and uh, Glenn, this is for you. I'll pass one down to Yes. Us. And there you yeah. go. And these are for you all. Thank you. Pass it down. There are two of them. Okay. One for each. Thank you. And so, uh, it was just discussion items of something that uh, I, I had been uh, going over. And uh, yeah. as I stated, mm -hmm. to go into the first one is the artworks uh, in Central Park. And okay. as we had our meetings, and then and with uh, Mr. Messersmith, the other arts people, is what I, I say on here, uh, I we have learned that there are four sculptures right now that are uh, in uh, some form of being uh, worked on or getting ready to be completed as he uh, as he had stated and uh, the plan is for these works to join the borough with bird in the city central park well and as we talked more I was reminded uh, and I thought about the program that they had on the University of Florida campus that Mr. Mithersmith was familiar with, and the city of Gainesville, Florida. Now, a, a university campus is a little different than a city, but they did have the art program also in the city of Gainesville. Of course, you know, the university has a fine arts department, which gives a PhD in sculpture and, and artworks of that nature. So they, that's one thing, but uh, the city of Gainesville also bought into that. Well, and as I was thinking about that, it just occurred to me that, uh, you know, because of, as I state here, the length of time required for artworks and the costs involved would probably result in a long time span before any other works of this magnitude could be placed in other parts of the city. So I thought about it and I thought, well, why not place one or two of these four soon to be completed works not concentrated in one place, but around the city for more people to view and enjoy. So I thought of the four most, uh, of the four works almost ready, we could still place two in Central Park, while other two could be placed at other locations. For example, uh, I just, uh, just to name a few, like Holland Park, the Community Center, Indian Trails Park, and I wrote, or perhaps at the original entryway 
to Palm Coast, which if ever, anybody had been coming here before they built the overpass at uh, Palm Coast Parkway, that was how you got off at 100 and went up Old King's Road, and they had a little kiosk in the middle, welcome to Palm Coast, something like there. So I also state that in my opinion, it would result in more people viewing the works, which may have the effect of bringing more people to Central Park to see the rest. And then I state about what art is, in my opinion, what art is, and what uh, we would want to get it out there for a lot of people to take a look at it and, and enjoy. So uh, I, I just thought that, you know, we have, as Mr. Methersmith has said, the skaters were almost ready to go. And the other artwork that they were talking about was the sail. And that could go in the lake itself, is, which is what the plan is. So the other two works we, he, that he has, which I have a, my own term for them, was the head and uh, the, the driftwood. Uh, so I, I just, that's my uh, uh, friendly term, I guess you would say, for the two names for the other two remaining work of arts. So I thought I would just bring it up to us for a discussion. In fact, uh, the items that we talk about at this time, I would like all of us to just think about for now and then go forward and come back next month with any ideas that anyone else may have. But that's an idea that I, I was thinking that we could maybe think about was uh, placing two more works of the four in the park and the other two at other locations, other city of Palm Coast locations. So I thought I'd bring that up to the group and see what your thoughts were. Anybody uh, thinking about that? Robin, uh, what do you think? I think it's a great idea that they're not all concentrated in one area, that hey. they're spread out a little bit. Well, and, and it has to do with what I had stated up here, which these are, you know, how long has it taken us? We, we approved this, what was it? It wasn't last year because we weren't here last year, it was the year before, right? 2019 is when, was that when, Jordan, uh, we started, we had the first. I believe so. Where the little tiny ones he brought in. Uh, so yeah, so it's been uh, two years for that. Now granted the uh, pandemic slowed down the, the process some, but uh, it, it is a, a, a long-term process and you know, it takes, uh, uh, also the uh, patron of the arts contributions to them too. So I didn't, I didn't know if uh, anyone would be here like Mr. Messersmith be with us or even uh, Mr. Gargiulo of the uh, Gargiulo Art Foundation as I had uh, mentioned to you guys. But that's something I, I think uh, I wanted to put before the group. What do you think, Glenn? Well, if we have three Central Park, open, you know, yeah. somewhat quickly. Maybe the other two should go to uh, a park that has some kind of population where people can see them. Holland Park is kind of a busy place. Busy, busy place. Lots of activities. Kids hmm. are going there all the time for their games. So that would be a, a fairly logical place. I mean, uh, Indian Trails Park is another one that has a lot of. Uh, Activities and this is more than just uh, uh, I, Robin. You probably well know driving up Beltaire when there's always something always going something. there, a 
sports event, and it's a lot of schools and uh, young people from out of town, too, that are coming in there. But, you know, that was just ideas. Buddy Taylor already has a sculpture, hmm? right? Buddy Taylor. Yeah, they have. Uh, I, I, I don't I, know offhand. Sure. It's not, it's not a bulldog. <laughs> what is it? What's their mascot? Not an e is it an eagle? No, leopard. Hmm? Is it an eagle? Could be. One of them is I don't an recall. eagle, isn't it? I go by it all the time, but it's right in front of the school. Everybody will Someone's see it. got an eagle. I don't know who it is, but someone does. <laughs> yeah. So they already have one at that school. I don't know about, I don't go north to. I, now, this is not a mascot. These wouldn't yeah. be like the head is not. Well, it doesn't matter. The right. giant head wouldn't be a, a uh, mascot. It would be an artwork. I don't think you, you could should put it at a, like a particular school. You could put it at a place where different varieties of people con congregate, like yeah. a community center. Well, this is why I didn't put down schools. Yeah. Schools are run with the, by the, uh, yeah. the school board yeah. so in the county anyway. So we're not. Trails to schools right there, isn't it? Up down there. Yeah. Because I saw the sign over that's at the school. Right. Um, park is a, is a city park. Right. When mm -hmm. you were talking about community center, there is a turtle sculpture. Yes. There, so you might not I want know. to do another sculpture there. I don't think oh. there's room anyway. Say it again. <coughs> I don't believe there's room yeah, at there, the community center anyway. That like place is pretty well park. packed up. I like the park idea. Is well, the park close to the school? Well, that's another well, thing. Jordan, uh, do you know of, are there any, yeah. like, right uh, uh, I mean, parks and recreation? So, has parks and recreation, I mean, parks and recreation, this went through the whole process, mm -hmm. the approval of the sculpture package, so to speak. Yep. So anything like that would have to be discussed again. Yes, and that's when, uh, if you recall, Miss uh, Johnston was here and we talked about revamping the arts foundation yes. program. Yes. So we are still working on that, so I believe yes. this would fall under their purview of coming up with places that um, where we could install art in public places. So I believe this would fall under the Arts Foundation purview once we get that, that up and running. We are almost ready. Um, I'm going to be scheduling a meeting for those members very soon. Um, so we'll have a meeting to, to discuss all aspects of that Art Foundation. So I can definitely bring that up um, at that time to that, to that uh, committee. I think it's worth bringing up. Yeah, I think we should make a recommendation to that effect. Hey, Bob. Yeah. What do you, you guys think on what that? Do you what do you think, Bob? Well, I agree with uh, Robin that the community center is probably not the place to put one, but any of the parks probably get enough traffic that uh, they would be seen by more people than concentrating everything in one park. Well, that's what, that's what I thought. As I thought about it more, I said, boy, we're going to put them all every single one of them and sure it, it, it is would be a enhancement of the walk but it it if we spread them out there would be opportunity for more folks to get a look yeah and you also have a conflict at christmas time with all the lights that are going to go up and everything and if you keep putting things in their way it's mm -hmm. going to be more difficult for them to do their christmas lights so what about the walk that's over here by the tennis courts? I don't know the name of the path. The Lehigh Trail? Yes. What about that area? Well, I, a lot I of think do yeah, Lehigh Trail, I think, is county. It is, and um, FPL has, thing, yeah. well, has 
the, the power lines overhead, and they're very restrictive mm. of what can go underneath those power lines. They're going to be putting a facility there, a trailhead. Laboratory. There's a there's a trailhead. It doesn't. It has water fountain laboratory. It has laboratories, and that's it. There's no other buildings that I'm uh, that I can think they're of off the top of my head. Job, obviously, for the cars. Yes, I think it's either yeah, paving sure. or um, stabilized parking. I don't know if it's grass. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but there's no structures or anything like I that. If you wanted a sculpture over there, I would recommend putting it maybe at the tennis center rather than at the well, Lake we, Trailhead. Well, we could we could we could hash that over and, and also right. get perhaps get more advice from the mm -hmm. parks and recreation folks like that also uh, what they thought of that idea. But. Uh, do we want to just uh, uh, go forward with a, a motion on, on this at this time then? If everybody seems to be in, a, in agreement that uh, it could be something that we could at least get the other members to consider, is that what would have to happen, uh, Somebody can Irene? make a motion. Wait a minute. My, as I understand what you're Our, uh, trying to do. Parliamentary expert. <laughs> oh, goody. Um, I believe you would somebody would formulate a motion that this should be presented to the Arts Commission if that's the route you want to go or to whatever group you want to present to that's and right, I forgot then mm. um, a representative could go and, or you could give the document to Miss Myers and she could present but that's the detail so you want to think of what you want to happen next Yes. and make a motion and if you want to name one of the members because remember Florida sunshine you can't all go together. I believe Mr. Saib you are well, I'm on, on the, the Arts Commission at this so, time. So you may want to not you Mr. Saib but one of the members may make, want to make a motion. Yes. Yeah, so let, if we were going to do that we would have to formulate the motion so if, uh, if, uh, if we were talking about a motion it might be something that we would distribute uh, two of the uh, four uh, remaining artworks uh, in, into in other into other areas uh, of uh, the city of Palm Coast, something like that. Is four the there not going to be any beyond four? I, I don't know. They're still working on the master plan. That's why at this time only the skater is being proposed. They're still working on the master plan for um, town center. That's why we haven't you haven't um, seen any more sculptures for approval. Okay. Would it be a good idea to get input from the artists to see what they think about where their artwork should be displayed? The Arts um, Commission Foundation, um, whatever it's going to be called, it does consist of artists. Um, so Mr. Messersmith has um, expressed interest in being on that, yes. as well as Mr. Gargiulo. Um, and I believe uh, Mr. Tom already is a and uh, uh, Mr. S I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Spordone is another artist who John has Spordone. has expressed interest in being on that. Um, so we will have multiple artists input in the Arts Commissioner Foundation. They will be on that, um, so we can ask their opinions as well. Well, then maybe that should be our next step. Maybe that should be what we do next: is to uh, present this to the uh, this idea to the Arts Commission. That should be where the motion. Uh, I think a general motion indicating that we would like to see a, a distribution of these, of some of the remaining sculptures in other locations 
sure a motion is, is needed. I can just take it for you to the Arts um, Foundation. I'm not sure a motion is needed. I can just take it, take it to them at our, at our first meeting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Does as that action, sound? As an action item. With everybody? And yeah. we could uh, find out and then just keep it uh, for an update of what's going on. And since uh, I, I hope to be there also, uh, we can, uh, uh, we'll be able to report back next month as You'd to what's be able going to on. Report. Yeah, well, we as an arts commission member, I we, could report on it. Yeah, we were not sure. Motion, yeah. motion not needed? No. If you agree that she'll take it? Yes. Okay. Jordy will take it. Okay. Okay, great. Well, then that's, uh, let's go on to the uh, next item. We'll believe this as Jordan take this to the Arts Commission. Very good. Uh, now, the next two items had to do with uh, the report that we made to the uh, planning board. And these were uh, two of the items that were recommended. We had a series of recommend recommendations uh, at the at the end of our uh, report to the planning board. And because of the pandemic, uh, that was uh, where we ended up. And the next uh, meeting when we came back, that was the uh, minutes of, the, of that meeting. And I, as I looked at it, I realized that uh, the planning board had uh, said to us, let's go, uh, let's see something. So I thought I would uh, just just for discussion. I, I think that we could just have discussion on this at this meeting, and the, come back next month and do anything. Think about it some more about what we would like to do. That's what I would like to do with this. Uh, the first item is the green technology incentives, the green program. I, I gave a lot of uh, uh, background information on uh, our report of climate change and sea level rise, that's the CCSLR, and what's going on as we go forward now. And, and as I stated on here, that we, there have been uh, a lot of uh, rather dire predictions of scientific data collected according to unambiguous standards showing that accumulation of factors is occurring now and there could be a potential worldwide climate crisis. And it's not something that is way off, we can just put it off uh, because we won't be around when all this is going on. They're talking about the time period from now until 2050. And they label that climate scientists say this is crucial for turning the ship around. Many cities in Florida have put these programs into place. Uh, and I also say it, it, it would be a great hardship if we just said right now we're going to do all this at once. So we might take baby steps, so to speak, in going forward with that. And in that regard, I state that the city of Palm Coast has a program of, in, of incentives to encourage the development of the community. And here they are mm -hmm. up on the screen to, uh, to uh, uh, undertake changes that would help bring our businesses into the 21st century. Uh, you know, it, it, what I spoke about was uh, that the old way, uh, which is 20th and even 19th century building construction methods. Today, uh, it, it's a, uh, like the 
major energy producers like FPL and, and many other uh, organizations and corporations have embraced the zero emissions or reductions in fossil fuel. Solar power, wind turbines, electric vehicles will all be contributing to a reduction in heat-causing emissions as we go forward. So what I said was green building construction methods would have an immediate benefit to the building occupants in energy reduction cost savings, which would also be a benefit to our city and our world. So, as I state on here as an item, we could request to the Planning and Land Development Review Board recommend that any new business construction incorporate some elements of the green incentives program. So that, that's what I had thought about for that item. Instead of it being a optional, we, we make it a mandatory for any new building construction to have something of this or some type of green building technology, whether it be solar, whether it be the windows, whether it be whatever. Uh, they, and that, that's what buildings are doing. That's what construction is going on right now. They're doing this. And so I don't see what there would be a very negative, but uh, as I stayed up there, uh, it, it hasn't been used very much by uh, the building, uh, uh, Jordan. Yes, Maybe so you that's can help us with absolutely. That. So that's why I brought it up, um, brought up the page so you could all see it. Actually, um, I've been given the go ahead. If you want to make revisions to the green building incentive program, we can do that. So, if in addition to the other links I'm sending you, if you'd like me to send you a link to this page, and that could be one of the projects that we do here, is revise the green building incentive program. We can come up with um, different things if you want to adjust anything and then find a way to put it out to the public more, put it out to the builders and just make people more aware of it. Um, so it, as, as part of your um, items for consideration, Mr. Side, this could be the new project basically for the BEAC to work on this and make it better and more out there for people to see it. Do you know, are there many builders that um, buy in on that? You there know? are a few consistent builders that do the Green Building Incentive Program all of the time. Um, I think there's Florida Green Construction, if I can think off the top of my head, is one that I know um, uses this program a lot. Um, I think there's one other, but I can't remember their name right now. So, like I said, there's, there's very few, that, but they do do it all the time. And I think it's more of not a lot of people know about it. So if we were to, as a, as a committee, revamp this program and do social media, do press releases, things like that to say, hey, we've revamped this program, this is what it is now, maybe make it easier to use, or however the committee wants to revise it, I think that would be, that would be the step forward, um, working on this, and then if we still wanted to, then take it to, to planning board after we revise this program and see how the, the revisions work um, and see if more people are buying into it. Yeah. I like that proposal at all. Don't like it? How do you know that? Well, it's the, it's the 
if there's a majority of builders who are not involved in this, you think they want to? They're going to be happy with a, 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 a requirement that they put this, that, or the other thing in. They're required to do it. Well, I guess that would be something we have to see. What uh, what I was going by was what their reaction was to our presentation on with the recommendation. That that's what I'm let's gonna, see something. Well, that's what I'd like to I'd like to so, see with you know, with the planning board if the, if we were to recommend something mandatory. See what they say. See what, of course, you see what they say, and then we have to go along with it because we're just an advisory group here. Well, as they but, are also. But I suspect that the reaction to, from builders would be pretty severe against it. Well, not that we I, don't know that. No, not at all. And there's there's no reason why we shouldn't make a recommendation to that effect, and you know, get our hands slapped a little bit and say, well, this is. This is important. But look, this is the main thing in the news now is the climate and the building and all that. I mean, you know now's that. the time. That, if we're going to do uh, anything, let's do it. You're talking about builders. Well, that's what money. I thought. Yeah. It's the time. And, I mean, look at us. We're building. Building is going on right now. Lots of buildings. This, uh, this whole environment out here is uh, sprouting up uh, after many, many years. Of course. Uh, and, and so we... Uh, Maybe it, it, it's time to have this. I mean, we're not talking about revamping an entire construction methodology. No. We're talking about some, you know, uh, you know, just whatever can be done. And, and, that, and that's what I, I wanted to make clear, is that uh, uh, it, it is incumbent to begin a process, however small and seemingly inconsequential, to do our part to lower the output of substances that contribute to the greenhouse effect. That's what I'm saying. Well, I think it's it a noble thing to present to the planning board. Okay. Of course. Good. Why wouldn't we? Okay. Now, when we talk about, we talk about commercial as well as home building, we're talking about everything here. Is that right? Home building as well as commercial building? I, I had listed this with business construction, mm. so that would be commercial building. Mm. Because I think for you know, those, those items, those uh, uh, projects have a uh, big ticket on them, so the yeah. incorporation yeah. of yeah. green technology might be a, oh, a, a, a maybe easier than with home construction. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Might be something we'd have to look into. That's why I thought we could just yeah. discuss this and, yeah. uh, and think about it, but I, I like the idea of perhaps revising this for uh, a commercial, uh, as, as it says here, new commercial non-residential uh, construction and maybe even existing uh, to, to instead of just a, uh, a yeah, you know, a, do you, an optional, say something, one item, something or other, we need to do something as we go forward. These buildings are gonna be here. Yeah. For the whole 21st century, when they're built, I mean, they're not planning on tearing down a building that they're building now. You know, uh, it, it's going to be here most likely for uh, for the duration. So uh, yeah. maybe it would be wise to to go forward with this. Uh, I thought right it was now. there to the advantage of builders to do it because don't they get uh, certain rebates and so forth from the federal government and everything like that that goes along with it? 
It depends which program they do. Um, there are there are different rebates you, you can go for. Um, these the ones I have up on the screen right now are specific to the city. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure there's other rebates that builders can can look for outside of outside of the city. So are there are state and federal uh, uh, programs for this too? Are there? Do you know of Jordan? Are there state I, programs? If any, there DEP would be the one to look at. Yeah. If, um, if they did have any, it would be DEP or FDEP um, would have would have the information if they do offer any any programs like that, like our green building incentive program. Well, yeah. So so we we would we we would send to the planning board go and see what their response is. Well, we would want to have something together before we yeah, vote yeah, that's what I mean. what do you think of the idea? Yeah, we, we, we want to, I think, put something together, a little package together yeah. of some revisions. And uh, maybe if we could find out some information on state and federal programs, we could uh, uh, put that in there also. So. Okay. Uh, and I, and why don't we, uh, uh, everybody think about this uh, and we can come back uh, to it next month and see where we want to go with this. Well, in the meantime, could, can Jordan look up some information maybe about what's out there program-wise, uh, state and federal yep. programs? I'll, I'll send everybody this link as well um, just so you can see what the city currently offers and in case anyone does want to want to make revisions to this. Um, but I'll look and see if, um, if there's anything else readily available. Okay. I mean, we, we have right now uh, a, a, a hospital uh, that is planned to go in Jeez. on uh, on Palm yeah. Coast Parkway. Oh, uh, my God. I, you would think that that would be a prime facility for wanting to incorporate some of this green technology. I don't know what their construction plan is at this time. Uh, I, I haven't, I don't know, um, but I do know the Florida build, Building Code has incorporated a lot of green building requirements into the gr into the Florida Building Code, so there are a lot of things like uh, ACs and, yes. and things like that that are required to meet a certain green standard that's part of the Florida Building Code. Florida Building Code. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's something else we could look so into. So that, those are requirements. Okay. All right. All right, why don't we get some more information and go back to that uh, okay. uh, next month. That, is that agreeable with everybody? Yeah, keep working, pushing it, yeah. Okay, because uh, that's what I think we ought to do. Sure. And in that regard, I went uh, one step further to the last item on the list. Yes, Mr. Saib, before you start on that, um, we cannot do a wetland impact moratorium. We cannot prevent people from impacting wetlands because we don't, they, the permits come from St. John's River Water Management District and the Department of Environmental Protection. They overrule us. So if they provide wetland permits oh. to impact wetlands, we can't stop them. Oh, because I thought that the city, this local community has the ultimate say. No. It doesn't. Hmm. I read somewhere that it said that it, the, local, the power is with the local community. We can't stop St. John's from giving permits, and we can't stop DEP from giving wetland permits. Okay. Well, then that's, uh, that's something that we'll have to uh, uh, talk about a little more uh, and see what we can do. It, it's, uh, 
as I stated here, it's, it's a big item. Uh, the, the wetland uh, uh, acreage, everybody could look through this, but we have lost, the state of Florida has lost over 60% mm -hmm. of its wetlands. And uh, it, 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 what I was had this down for, and was one of the items that I had presented to the planning board at the time was uh, to revise the uh, any wetland uh, draining because wetlands can serve as uh, storm uh, sea level rise retention ponds to floodwaters if we have any flooding. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, that is the item that I was thinking about, but. Uh, maybe we can look at that a little more as to what uh, we would have to do here and see a one a year moratorium I thought would be like a very low level uh, program but and now we find that uh, uh, it's not it, it's uh, in many ways so let me get this clear then uh, Jordan perhaps in fact you're the wetland uh, you're the wetland person, aren't you? Mm -hmm. you're, you're exactly the person that <laughs> we could go to. You are. You go out and evaluate the wetlands, correct? I will know for, for commercial projects that come in, they provide me with a report from their environmental professional. So yeah. I review reports from various environmental professionals um, that are submitted to us. So I look at their reports. I don't create reports for others. Um, so that that's what I do. And there are various um, environmentalists that that work mostly in the city. We do um, have a qualified environmental professional designation. So they send us a application. I review their past works and deem if they're qualified to do work in the city basically. So we have that list. So everyone who does environmental work in the city has been vetted be either by either myself or Ms. Bevan previously. So we do know they are doing quality work. They're reputable. They are looking at the wetlands and listed species properly. So they have been vetted. Um, but yes, yeah, so I look at theirs, um, but like I said, St. John's, we can't stop St. John's River Water Management District from giving um, wetland impact permits. They're the ones who, who provide the permits and say, okay, this is the mitigation you're paying, this is the enhancements you're doing elsewhere, you're allowed to impact these wetlands. And the same thing with, it used to be the Army Corps of Engineers, they've now transferred it to the Department of Environmental Protection for those, for federal wetland impacts, and again, we can't stop the federal government from providing wetland impact permits. So, what I usually look at is the quality of the wetlands and then assessing the appropriate buffer. So if you're building, um, you have some construction here and it's backing up to high quality wetlands, I make sure that you have the required buffer, so the 25 foot minimum, 50 foot average, or more if they'd like, more would be great. Um, buffer required for high quality wetlands. And then for moderate or minimum quality wetlands, it's a 15 foot minimum, 25 foot average buffer that is required um, bordering wetlands. Well now, uh, what, what my concern was, for example, as I had stated in here, is Hewlett Swamp. Mm -hmm. uh, and Hewlett Swamp is up by us. You familiar with that? You know where it is? You do? Oh. It's, uh, it's between uh, US-1 and Beltaire Parkway. Uh, it, I guess, began uh, at, at Pine Lakes Parkway. Uh, you can see where 
it was historically, if you, when you're taking that curve, right before you get to where you can see the traffic light as you're going of, uh, of Palm Coast Parkway, on Pine Lakes Parkway from Beltaire. Mm. And you look over and you see how low it is and how much water is always in that ditch. That was part of Hewlett Swamp at one time, but it's been, uh, that was the end of Hewlett Swamp. But Hewlett Swamp runs all the way up to, uh, well, there it is. There's Hewlett Swamp. It, it turns into Hewlett Branch, in fact, uh, uh, Jordan, this is the wetlands that are found in this area. This is the future land use map. So we have designated Hewlett Swamp as conservation designation in the future land use map, and that is part of our comprehensive plan. Yes. So we've deemed it as um, interconnected wetlands larger than 10 acres of high quality. Yes. So, and per our comprehensive plan, unless you give me a report saying that these are not high quality wetlands, no impacts. You don't impact high quality wetlands. You don't impact conservation flumes. You yeah. provide a 25 foot minimum, 50 foot average, unless you provide me a report stating otherwise and permits. And you're the person that gets that. Yes. Okay, Jordan, let me ask you. Mm -hmm. As I look at this area, there's a lot of activity going on there mm -hmm. in, the, in, the, in the striped area. Yes. We, the, the checked area. That's part Around of this green area. That's There's part a lot of, of projects. Palm, Palm Coast Park DRI, so Development of yes. Regional Impact. Yes. That's where all the pink hatching is. That's the DRI designation. So yes, there are projects yes, around there, projects. but they are not impacting conservation flume. Good. Oh, that's great to hear because I know that there are a lot of things planned for up there in Matanzas. They're working around the conservation flume. They're not impacting it. Okay. Now these, these small isolated areas that have been isolated, but I'm sure if, if as a, a storm approaches, they would join in with all of them. Like for example, at Matanzas there, to the right of where Hewlett Swamp goes to, you, you follow me? There's a, an area of green uh, right there. I'm no, I'm, I'm talking about in the new area, that light green area that's right there. Yeah, you got it. Mm -hmm. That. Mm -hmm. what? It's there, it's not being it's, impacted. Is that a high, is that considered high quality? Yes, it's conservation flume, it's not being impacted. Oh, 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 okay, I get you. All of this is green is, is conservation mm -hmm. category. Yes. Good, okay. Well, what's all the checkered, that's all build, uh, buildable? Or that's that? all buildable. Oh my God. That's all buildable. Now, uh, in that regard, <laughs> I have a question and maybe you're the exact person to ask. At the time of the approval of the Palm Coast Park development, I, I remember I attended the meeting of the city council on that, and I spoke to them about the project. They spoke of the, the, the development order uh, read of 2,000 acres of, I believe it was 2,000, of wetlands total in this entire area. And they had stated at that time that they would only adversely impact or drain 200 of those, that 2,000 acres. 186. Yeah. Okay, I think I rounded it up to 200. Okay, boy, you know exactly. Uh, but as I, as time has gone by, it's like an individual project comes into the city council Yes. for an approval process. Yes, there's different tracks of Palm Coast Park DRI, so the tracks are different numbers. Yes, yes. Um, for example, this one 
here. I'm going to turn off the flume for a moment. This is Sawmill Creek. This was track 6A and 6B. So they, from the DRI, they, yep, they bought, um, what's the word, Ivy? Entitlements. Thank you. They bought entitlements from the person who created Palm Coast Park DRI. And what entitlements means is they bought from them the ability to build however many single-family lots they wanted to. According to what it said in the original order, 10, According to 6A the, and 6B. Right. Yes, yes, yes. So the DRI has a total of however many residential units that they can do in total. So for each tract, whoever owns the tract has to buy those entitlements from the DRI holder. So, and that includes the wetlands. So over the entire DRI, they can only, every project has to add up and can only impact 186 acres of wetlands over this entire DRI project. That was exactly my question to yes. you, is if they came in, could they then say, well, uh, the original order said we can only impact 10 acres, but we want to do 20. They would have to go back and alter the entire DRI. Okay, I like that idea. Okay, well then, uh, seeing as how our uh, opportunities in that regard are rather limited as far as the wetland drainage go, uh, does anybody have any idea on, uh, any thoughts on this? Uh, what do we like to do? As we go forward with this, I, I, my concern was that I wouldn't want a lot of the land being uh, uh, drained and filled, mitigated uh, to a, uh, the, the <coughs> wetland credits are off in uh, Fish Eating Creek, I guess it is. Is that correct, Jordan? Is that where the wetland mitigation? Uh, There's various mitigation oh, banks that you yes, can go to. Yes, mitigation banks. Um, I believe the one they use most often is Fishtail. Fishtail Creek, uh, yeah. I, that's what I meant. Yeah. It's up on, uh, out by Flagler Estates or somewhere, I believe, isn't it? Uh, I'm not familiar with the location, <laughs> honestly. Anyway. But um, just looking at the city as an overall whole, um, and this map is available online if you want to look at it. Everything in this light green is conservation flume and will not be impacted. So all of Graham that's Swamp. That's Graham Swamp. Yep. Um, you can see Hewlett Swamp here, yeah. Long Creek over here. Um, there's some portions going up here that's um, over by Old Kings. Right. Um, out here to the to the west, and then down here. This is town center down here. Um, all of these are under conservation easements. And then various portions up um, Old Kings down here as well. So there is a good bit of conservation flume through the city that will not be impacted. But all the cross lines are going to be build, built. Those are, those are DRI projects. Um, <laughs> so this is Neoga Lakes, I believe, and this is Old Brick DRI. Those are like Palm Coast Park DRI. They're huge developments that will take years and years and years to come to fruition. Um, so What about that area, that's, that one where you're... Here? Where, where nothing is, no, nothing that's is hatched. Not, that, that's, that not, hasn't been that's not the city. That's what? not in city limits. It's what? It's not in the city limits. Oh, really? They look like it. Anything that doesn't right. have a color on it right now is Flagler County unincorporated. Okay. Oh. So would not under our jurisdiction to control. Yes, yes. Nice map. Wow. That's something. Okay, well. Uh, Busy place. 
I guess that really uh, about uh, that that kind of puts the item in its place. Then we'll just yeah. go forward with what uh, what Jordan is doing and with her work, and also uh, uh, according to the the regulations that are coming down from the state DEP and St. John's. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's all that I have on my uh, presentations. Uh, uh, any, if anyone wants to, why don't we then go on to committee discussion and staff issues? Anybody have any committee discussion staff issues? Jordan, uh, we've pretty much covered uh, a lot of ground here. Yeah, nothing at this time unless, um, like I said, I'll I'll send you all the links to the capital improvement project map. Um, the That'll Green Building Incentive Program, Mr. Morales' contact information. Um, and we and, can get oh, going I with the Arts to, Commission on... Yes, I'll work on that. This I do, is my idea on that, or the uh, our idea on that, what am I saying? That as well. I do have, um, I will be sending you, we are making some modifications to our club plane ordinance. Um, they are required um, to maintain our Class 4 in the community rating system. Um, we're actually making things a, not more restrictive, but we're um, clarifying a few things and changing some requirements. So I will be sending that to you. Um, any feedback you have or just any questions if I can clarify anything. Um, pretty much with, we have zone A's, which by FEMA don't have a base flood elevation, so they haven't been studied. Um, and our in our current code, it's saying if the lot is more than five acres or they're, if they're putting more than 50 residential lots in the um, parcel, they are having to establish a base flood elevation. We're taking that away and saying anybody who is in a flood zone A has to establish a base flood elevation, whether it be one single family residential lot or a 500 acre subdivision. So everyone will be treated the same and have to establish that base flood elevation. That's, that's the big change. Um, the other thing, we're just clarifying um, compensatory storage requirements. Uh, before it was a little vague. Um, now we're saying whatever you displace, you have to account for. So basically cup for cup um, compensatory storage for flood. Basically, you have to store whatever you're displacing um, cup for cup. That's good. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Yep. So those are the basically the, the two main changes. So I'll send you all a copy of the draft ordinance. It has been sent to the state floodplain manager office for their review. It's already been approved by um, our community rating system um, auditor. They've already approved it. Um, it's part of the national flood insurance program. And I have sent it out to other stakeholders, developers, um, surveyors, the home builders association um, for feedback. It will be going to planning board on July 21st for planning board's recommendation to city council. So I'll send that um, to everybody for your input. Okay, that sounds great. Did, um, did we, uh, I was wondering if you knew anything about the bulkhead. Remember we talked about bulkheads? We had that presentation. The, the freshwater and the saltwater of bulkheads. Uh, actually, I didn't request that we do anything with that at this meeting, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, that would be an item that we uh, might want to keep on 
was for the fact that uh, some of the folks in that live in the uh, saltwater canal area have reported that a lot of the uh, the canals have uh, somewhat silted up, and uh, and this uh, and and what my thought was, uh, if we get a big storm with a storm surge, if you had six feet and now you have three of depth of water of in the canal and it's silted in three feet over the years when you have a six foot uh, rise say from a storm surge it's going to go right over the bulkheads and if some of those bulkheads are in poor repair which i think some of them are because of the fact that they are a homeowner responsibility uh, that as that drains out, there is going to be a reverse. Instead of the pressure being this way as the water, the pressure is going to be on the other side. And if some of them could go in, you know, uh, I, the, the water, it, it's slow moving there, but, I, but the things move in, in, uh, in tidal uh, zones. Uh, it could be huge trees and, and, and things would move submerged logs and things like that nature it, it, it could result in the entire canal being a, you're flying along with a boat and you hit one of those bulkhead pieces it could be dangerous so uh, what I was thinking about was the dredging of the that entire area as and we, that's where we got into the discussion that you had brought up Glenn about the uh, uh, canal uh, freshwater canal near your house sure. having worked but it is still a concern of mine. It is still a thought of mine, and I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, uh, who, who, who would deal with that? Who is, uh, who, who's, who's the person that we could get some information from with that? Who runs that? Probably Stormwater. I'll double check. I that will. The, Carmela uh, Morales. Possibly. Um, I'll have to double check for you to see if it's him or someone else in Stormwater. I will say. Um, when we when I pulled up the capital improvement project map, the budget for just the E section was three million dollars. Yeah, I just saw that on there. So dredging the canals as a whole, as you can imagine, yeah. would be exponentially expensive. Exponentially. So that is definitely. A but concern. if there were some granting mechanisms available, like the state and perhaps federal grants in that regard, it might be something that. Uh, we could at least uh, take a take a look at to see because I, I think it's something that's gonna gonna affect us uh, as time goes by. I don't know either sooner or later, but yeah. I think that's uh, not good of you to bring up. So maybe we could check on that as who is responsible and uh, perhaps uh, get some more information in that regard. I can at least find out who would have the information for you. Um, whether or not who's responsible, I have no well, idea. Put that on your list, then, if you would, please. Yes. <laughs> You've got a big list here. But uh, that's great, then, uh, if, if you could, and, and we could maybe check back with that uh, in future meetings uh, next month or whenever uh, any information is available. And any other items anybody else uh, interested in, uh, thinking about, want to talk about? It have to do with the beautification yeah, environmental we've environment. Got, we've got quite a bit on the plate. Yes, we do. We do. Okay. Well, I think then uh, 
that regard, we can uh, perhaps uh, I call for a motion. Motion to adjourn. Motion to adjourn from Bob. Second. Second. Second from Ed. Uh, we have motion to adjourn. Uh, any uh, comment? Okay, no comments. Uh, Let's take a vote. All those in favor of adjourning? Is that, uh, are we, mm -hmm. <laughs> all those Dear. in favor of adjourning? Say aye. 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 Any opposed?